Lesson one, basic hip. Welcome to the Jazz Session. I'm Jason Crane. The Jazz Session is sponsored by member Matt Rock, who became the show's first official sponsor by pledging at the highest membership level. Thank you so much, Matt. The show is presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free at thejazzsession.com. You can stream the shows right there. You can also download them as MP3s. And you'll find the show in iTunes, at least the uh, latest episodes, or using an RSS reader. And all of those links are at thejazzsession.com. My thanks to the Respect Sextet for the theme music to this show. They're online at respectsextet.com. Please buy all their records. Thank you very much. And thanks to Dave Rabel, who designed the show's logo, and he tweets at twitter.com slash Dave Rabel, V-R-A-B-E-L. This is show number 284, which means there are 16 shows left until number 300, and I need 55 more members to reach my goal of 100 members by the 300th show, or else number 300 will be the final episode of the show. I'd prefer that the show continue, but I'm also pretty comfortable with it coming to an end if the jazz community decides that uh, it either can't or, or won't support the show. That's totally fine. Uh, you know, folks have to vote with their wallets, and if you'd like to cast your vote in favor of keeping the show going, then please do become a member at thejazzsession.com. You can do like Matt Rock did and become a member at the highest level and be mentioned on every single show, or you can pledge at one of the lower levels. That's totally fine. Uh, every every uh, pledge of support of membership really helps the show. You can do it for as little as $10 a month or uh, for as much as 50 bucks a month. And there are also yearly membership levels as well, starting at $110 a year and going up to $500 a year. So please do uh, cast your vote for the Jazz Session if you'd like to keep going. Uh, become a member today. It's uh, very simple. Just go to thejazzsession.com slash join, and you can do it right there. Thanks. I also wanted to thank a few people who've become members recently. Faye Victor joined the show. Thanks very much, Faye. She's been on twice, and you'll find her in the archives. If you go to thejazzsession.com and just search along the left-hand side, there's an alphabetical list of all the guests, and uh, scroll down to V, and there she is. Also, thanks to Arthur Kawa, who became a member. Thanks very much, Arthur. Today's guest is Peter Eldridge. I had a chance to see him in his uh, duo project with bassist Matt Aronoff, which he talks about in this interview. It was a really wonderful show. It just, you know, it was kind of so so musical, so unpretentious, uh, so swinging, just really, really great. And I think you'll hear all of that come through in this interview and on his new album, Mad Heaven, on uh, Palmetto Records. And here's one of the tracks from that. Guiding forces, let's just pull a 
just your sympathy for Hey, sweet stalker Convince me I have nothing but time My guest is Peter Eldridge, and uh, he's got a new CD called Mad Heaven. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Jason. I feel like this is long overdue. It seems like everyone, you're kind of in this orbit of people that I really, really love, and I've always liked you and your music for a long time, and and yet it's taken me four years to get you on, so I'm really glad we're finally correcting the oversight of... uh, the oh, Eldridge please. Free oh, Jazz Session up to this point. That's my. I'm I'm thrilled too. So yeah, I'm 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 glad to be in the orbit uh, first of all, and uh, and just yeah, I'm glad we're, we're finally able to do this. Let's uh, let's talk about the new record to start off. One thing about it that that immediately jumped out to me is that it's not afraid to be beautiful. It's not afraid mm-hmm. to just let songs be gorgeous. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. That. Uh, thanks for saying that. Um, it is. It was a a decided aspect of of this project you know i i just uh i also wanted a through line on this project this is the most kind of you know from start to finish it's the vibe is pretty much the same throughout and with my previous albums i I did a i did an album gosh it's so weird to say 10 years ago (laughs) called stranger in town that that is that sort of had a through line too it was sort of the midnight pretty ballad album you know and with these just killer players and then but then when i do my own stuff and and mad heaven is sort of a mix of of both originals and standards um but when i when i do my own stuff my my original albums tend to be a little like i don't know i i guess some people might say schizophrenic in a way you know there's there's a there's a sort of a you know, introspective singer-songwriter tune. Then there's there is a jazz tune, and then there is a Brazilian, you know, all in one album. And and I think I liked it. And I think you know, I I like to think any more people kind of are more up for that than they used to be. I think you know, but when in in when you're talking about traditional albums, there is that sensibility of wow. When you start it, you know what you're getting yourself into, and and throughout the whole album, there is this there's this some sort of unifying factor, and so. Definitely with Mad Heaven, we both Ben Whitman, who I work with on, I've worked with on my stuff for years. We just really wanted to have something that was cohesive, and I did want to make something that was, yeah, that that just kind of sat there and and just was not not dumbed down in any way, but but definitely wanted it to be something that that someone could just enjoy for the sake of enjoying music for sure, you know. And I just and the fact that it's it has a, it's sort of a Latin themed project. Only added, I think, to the I don't know the 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 music is that music is so beautiful anyway. So it's hard to go wrong, really. So um, so it was it was absolutely like, like you said, definitely a, a, a something we had thought hard about. And where did the idea of the the kind of Latin through line come from? Well, I just I've always loved that music so much. You know, even before I knew what it was as a kid you know it just always my folks you know played a lot of you know Jobim when I was a kid and, and a lot of different uh, Brazilian and I I just loved that it, it just it's the I've said this before I think it's kind of the best of everything you know it's you know it's it's so rhythmically substantial it's harmonically incredible it's melodic you know and and it's just it's like what's not to love you know so I I have always been intrigued by that and and I'd, I'd had some of the songs on this album are older songs of mine that never had quite found a home yet. And so, you know, it was, it was, it was finally the, the album to kind of put this group of tunes together and, and that they, they would, they did connect on, on some level, I think. Mm-hmm. 
find that you had to adopt any kind of new musical language over the years to write in that style? Was there a learning? Well, I mean, I think like anything, you, you just get better mm. as you get, you know, the more you, the more you sink your teeth into something for sure. And, and I had, and you know, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think had I done this album 10 years ago, I don't think it probably would have been, I think as, as strong, you know, I, I, I think it, both with my own, uh, research and listening to all kinds of different m- music in that genre, and also you know, New York Voices have done tours with like Yvonne Leans and you know, and Paquito de Rivera, and you know, just getting immersed in that music and these bands and these grooves, and you know, you're just kind of going, oh my gosh, am I a lucky person, you know? And uh, so I think it was just a combination of both my own discoveries of, of different artists and different people that I loved, and also being on the road with 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 some heroes that I, you know was. I can say I was so lucky to be a part of that experience too. Yeah, what's it like to to kind of sing over the the musical palette that exists on this record? It sounds mm. like it would be a really wonderful experience. Well, yeah, it's fun. You know, you you know, being the pianist on this stuff too, it is such a it, it's a it's you're kind of floating. Mm-hmm. You're you're absolutely bouncing off what what's going on rhythmically, and and you are and you completely adhere to uh, you know you can't get too lax about phrasing and stuff but but yet you know you don't make it groove as the singer really i think you're responding to what's going on around you and so i just you know so as being the piano player you know and comping it is sort of the i can't do it describe what i'm doing right now but you know you know patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time you know it is two different uh Two different avenues, kind of working there, working together. I think two two kind of opposites that attract to each other. Hopefully, so. But you know, it's fun to it's just fun to to, to ride over, you know, what the band's doing. It's 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 really fun and 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 to respond to that. Well, you mentioned the folks who are on this record with you. It's really a great. Uh... Well, they're not very nice people, and they're yeah. not very good musicians. But um, <laughs> sure, I'll I'll give them I'll throw out a, some props. Throw them a bone. Uh, no, it's a uh, it's a uh, Ben Whitman who, like I said, we've been working together for a long time on my stuff, and you know we just have such a such a symmetry in terms of what we want to say musically, and our our ideas work so so nicely with each other and um he plays drums and percussion on it and uh tim lefave uh, plays bass who's he's also he he's besides just he's he's an incredible player I, I almost think i mean i know he's a very highly rated musician but i i don't think he's as high highly rated as he should be you know uh you know i i think he plays brazilian music better than a lot of brazilian musicians you know i just think he really understands it and how how far to lean forward or lean back you know in the grooves and and stuff and you know and he adds just he just adds the perfect amount of rock star when he plays you know and so you know i just i'm such a big fan of his too uh and keith gans uh plays guitar uh who you know what can you say about keith i mean he's just such an he's in he's an artist he's a really he's He's so in it, and he's so spontaneous. He's so in the moment. Uh, you know, I'm. He's been kind of playing in my quartet for a few years now, and and I just my respect for him just continues to just be kind of outrageous. You know, I remember uh, James Ship once said to me about who's also on this record. Once said to me about Keith Gans. He said uh, Keith can play anything at all, any in any situation that he's in, without seeming like 
he's had to spend like the last 20 years of his life figuring it out. It's yeah. like he sits down and picks and up the guitar never, and he just plays never, everything. It's never derivative. Right. It's never, you know, it's, it's just from always coming from this fresh place, you know, yeah. and, and, and you kind of go, wow, how do you, you know, how do you do that? You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty incredible. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. And, uh, and then the other guitar player on the project is uh, Mark Schulman, who is, you know, kind of my, he, when Mark comes in and we ask him to just kind of, be Mark on a tune. He just adds just such a, he's such a distinct kind of player. Nobody else sounds like that. And I always, and over the years on every album I've had, I've just always wanted Mark to be involved because I just, uh, you know, he just comes in and just adds something that puts the, makes the song go to a different place. And I, and I just love that about him. And he's such an inventive spirit and want, and he's so excited. He's like a kid in a candy store. He just wants to be there and he wants to, what else can I do? You know? And, and that's just so it, it's, it's very, he's so, his enthusiasm is contagious, of course. So he's, he's another, uh, good friend and incredible player. And like you said, James ship, uh, uh, plays percussion and vibes on the album and and you know james i brought james into the band i think he said i was the first guy to ask him to be in a band you know <laughs> when he got to new york i right, think or yeah. he, you know he's like you were my first real band and, and which surprises me because i'm just like you would think he'd been you know doing this for years even though he's a young guy he's just he's so schooled and so he brings so much to the party that you're just like, well, what do you mean? I'm, you know, how can you know that's impossible, you know? But, <laughs> uh, but he, you know, both his his creativity and and his enthusiasm and and he's and he's a riot, you know. He's just got that. He's a kind of a smart ass, and I love him for that, you know. So he brings and he and Ben, I think, really lock up in a beautiful way together. So that was a big component because, you know, Ben is so into this stuff and so. Uh, schooled that I, you know, to be honest, I wasn't sure if that was going to be a great relationship at first, but I think there's a real love fest there. And I think they really enjoy playing off each other. And uh, Joel Fromm uh, plays saxophone on a lot of the tracks. And, you know, I've been a fan of Joel's for years and he's played on other things of mine and on past albums and, you know, plays with everybody. And you, you know why? Cause he's just, he's just, he just gets it right away. He just knows what he's doing. And you just kind of go, could you try, you know, could you, <laughs> we're kind of thinking this. And he's like, Oh, uh, let me see if I can do that. You know? Uh, and Darman meter from New York voices plays a uh, sax on one of the tracks too. uh, an older song of mine called warm December. That's one of the songs that, you know, I think I wrote that song high in, you know, 19, I don't know, 93, 94, you know, and it never quite... As a child prodigy. Exactly. I was six. Yeah, and right. uh, yes, <laughs> thanks. <welcome>. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so I was just happy that that finally, you know, we kind of beefed it up a little bit, or, you know, kind of made it a little grander for this project. You know, I'd had like a demo version that was just a real li live in the studio. Let's just throw this down and see what happens. And it, and it, it, it had lived... It had a nice life in that capacity, but it was just nice to kind of flesh it out a little bit more yeah. for this project. And um, gosh, and that you know, Chris Cheek and Alan Alan Ferber play play horns on this, and they're they're both incredible. Gil Goldstein plays accordion. I mean, you know, I mean, the mensch of of <laughs> life. You know, he's just such a sweetheart and plays so ridiculous. You know, he. To be honest, we we had another idea for. I don't want to. To not name names, but the, but there was we were going to go in a different direction with uh, the two songs that Gil ended up playing on, and f for one reason or another, it didn't work out. And uh, we were literally Ben and I were walking down the street, like Fifth Avenue in Brooklyn, and we we're like, "Well, what are we going to do?" And Gil Goldstein came walking towards <laughs> us. I mean, I'm not kidding you. And and we were like, "Gil, do you 
want to play on a couple? I mean, and he's like, yeah, sure. And, you know, he, he lives around the corner from where Ben was living at the time and got his accordion and came over and, you know, and did that. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it was one of those like, okay, hi, serendipitous, you know, thanks, That's God, great. you know, whatever. And, uh, and yeah, and now I can't imagine it in any other capacity. Um, Aaron Hike uh, plays uh, alto flutes. I, I, uh, he, he's just amazing. You know, he's. I'm a sucker for alto flutes, and I, I just every every project I've done, I was just like, when am I going to do the alto flute? You know, that classic, you know, sound. And so, um, so finally had an opportunity to, to do that on this on this project. And uh, when we were recording, uh, I, I was like, Aaron, do you mind if we double? your parts just to kind of give it that and and he actually he said well you know actually if you're going to do it right we should actually triple these triple these parts <laughs> well you know i got a little stirred up you know <laughs> i'm not gonna lie <laughs> and you so know. the next album is just a choir of alto flutes right? <laughs> 75 exactly. piece alto flute choir just my voice and <laughs> 75 alto flutes yes now there is just something just crazy it's just an incredibly sexy sound, you know, and, and, you know, I, and that was a, a goal of this project, you know, to have a little element of that, you know, not in any stupid kind of way, but, but just that it, it's so lovely, you know, so, so it was wonderful to have him. So yeah, it's quite a, quite a cast of characters. And then, and then I have my, my, my Steely Dan girl singers, you know, <laughs> of, of doom, you know, Joe Lowry and Lauren Kinnan and Kate McGarry and Amy Cervini and Randy Charleston, all, you know, coming in at different points in time and, and putting some vocals down. So, uh, you know, I was a lucky guy, you know, they're all good friends and just tremendous musicians. So, you know, what's not, you know, it was just a ball. We had, a, we had a great time. And this, the project was, a ongoing, between schedules being on the road, my schedule, Ben's schedule, you know, we did, it's, it, it kind of, we did like two groups of six tunes over the course of, I don't know, a couple of years, you know, and uh, we just kind of, I've got June 30th, how about you? You know, it was right. that kind of a thing. And, uh, and you know, that's how it all came. And then, and then we, we did the, the, the quintet. It was, it was uh, Tim and Ben and Keith and James and I, doing the stuff live and then and then we added the other bells and whistles later you know at ben's apartment studio uh, whitman productions <laughs> yeah i noticed the the yeah, name yeah <laughs> yeah before on, on the last time on decorum what, what do we he was in the middle of moving and we i think we recorded it in tim lefebvre's basement and so it was called you know the whitman in between moves you know <laughs> gar, you know garage studio or something or you know it was yeah that was not for the squeamish but we you know but you do what you got to do and in this day and age you can it works. Yeah. Yeah. Can do. Oh. 
One thing that really came across, I'm sure it came across just in the audio too, but even just in watching your descriptions, is that this really sounds like a community of musicians. Absolutely. Everybody, yeah, everybody stepped up. Everybody, you know, I mean, I had written out a lot of the stuff, you know, in terms of like the, the horn lines and the flute parts and the background vocals and everything. But, you know, everybody brings a lot to the to the table and and i think you know i think everyone was really excited to be a part of this it seemed like at the time you know and there was just this 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 it had this little like glow around it you know whenever we would be together and recording um it it just it just had a had a lovely uh sizzle about it you know and so um i i think you can hear that I, I like to think you can hear that anyway in in the music, you know, that there's, there's, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love in the room, you know, and uh, everybody really respects each other. And I mean, I have a, just a unbelievable amount of respect for, for everybody that's on there. So, and grateful, you know, uh, so uh, yeah, I, I, I like to think that translates for sure. It seems like in addition to to writing most of this music, that arranging it, is almost like another entire project in and of itself, especially given the the number of elements involved and yeah. the, this kind of stylistic elements that are involved. It seems like the arrangements must have been yeah. an entire I mean, other. Project. It was a lot of it was a lot of work, and but you know, I, I mentioned the, the the phrase "kid in a candy store." I mean, you know, when you know, it's it's my time to be able to have some fun. You know, uh, in New York Voices, which is a incredible experience too. You know, you are part of. A collective, you know, and and you make the decisions together, and so and there is elements of as there has to be elements of compromise and elements of of meeting in the middle and let's let's try this and this will work and this won't work with this collection of people. When you're doing your own stuff, I mean, you know, it's, it's like wow, I there's you know there's no, there's nothing here to really tell me no, which I don't know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe that's not a good thing sometimes, but you know, it, it's just you can just it, it's it's your it's. It's everything you want it, you know, anything you want it to be, it can happen. So, so for the most part, I mean, you know, I, I did this, you know, I, I asked a lot of favors. I, you know, especially anymore, it's, it's hard to get any kind of budget for things or anything like that. So, you know, you kind of chip away and, and, you know, you, you do it as best you can for, for what you have. And, you know, once again, I think we made it a, a really incredible record for, uh, the, the amount of you know the 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 what what it costs ultimately you know so it, you don't even like to talk about that stuff because it's so kind of superfluous but but you know it, but it is something to consider when I think there like you said there are all the elements involved that that are involved in this yeah. project. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, the photos that are in here? There's uh... yeah, most of them. Well, most of them are photos of mine that uh, I that just kind of got smushed together in this collage. There's, there's a little bit of everything. Are these photos of your parents? Maybe Those are, yeah, there are a couple of photos of my folks. They both, um, you know, last year was kind of a tough year. They both passed away last mm, year. One, one very expectedly and one very unexpectedly. So, uh, so the album is, it's not really like in tribute to them, but, but certainly there are songs on there that, that are most definitely, uh, you know, for them, you know, uh, and they were, they've, they were always just such probably to the point that it was, uh, went on to the, where I was even surprised how supportive they continued to be throughout the years. Um, they were, they lived vicariously, I think th- through what I do and, and, and my music and stuff. And just always, you know, even when t- there were times when I was like, wow, this is just really hard. And I 
maybe I should finally go do be that bank teller or something, you know, and they'd be like, no, you know, no, this is, you have to, this is you, this is what you need to do. And so I'm just like, okay, all right. And, and, uh, so, you know, it was hard to, it's hard. Life is just so different now. You know, you, 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 you do, you do get used to life without it, but you're not the same. You're just not. And, and so the pictures of them on there are just a small tribute to both of them. They were, they were pretty, pretty incredible people. And it sounds like early in your life, their taste in music, uh, helped shape at least. Oh, very, very much. Yeah. Yeah. Both. I, I was the, I have an older brother and sister. Uh, I was, I, I, I say this, but I was sort of the, the mistake of the family and, um, <laughs> and I considerably younger than my brother and sister. And, and I just got so much information from all of them. I mean, they, they, they I, I have no question. I have them to thank for my, the, the, the music that I love, you know, my heroes are, you know, uh, well for my folks, it was, it was Brazilian stuff, but it was also, you know, Nat King Cole and early Peggy Lee and, oh gosh, you know, just a lot of the great singers. And when my, my brother, it was, I, I've, I know I've mentioned this before, but you know, my brother played me Steely Dan when I was eight years old. And that just, I will never forget sitting in his, you know, Pinto wagon, driving through the mountains of Colorado <laughs> going, I am forever rocked i i will never be the same you know i think we were playing pretzel logic the album pretzel logic yeah. and i i just was going i am changed as a human as a person on this earth <laughs> forever <laughs> and also and then we and then he played me inner visions you know stevie wonder's inner vision so i was like okay yeah right. i noticed the small altar with the donald fagan and walter becker <laughs> statues when i came in which i wasn't going to ask about is because, that weird yeah i mean hey to each their own i you know i'd never judge another I man's religion candles so. they're really <laughs> yeah, getting low exactly. over there um yeah no yeah i'm a, i'm a big yeah i i'm a big fan you know i you know, all, every Celia Dan album is, is, is so wonderful in its own, you know, each one has its own statement. Each one, you know, is so different from the other one. And talking and, about arranging and using the studio as an instrument. I mean, that band is a perfect oh, example of let's, let's find exactly the right element abs- to go absolutely. right here. It's, it's unbelievable, you know, and uh, yeah, they just made the most incredible music and it, it still sounds better than just about anything now, you know, so, and it's, how old is that music now? 30 years old? I mean, it's just, yeah. it's bizarre, you know, so, At least. uh, so yeah, um, so that was, the, that was a, that's a huge component. And of course the Beatles and, you know, and, uh, my sister and then my sister Gail, it was Joni Mitchell. And so, and that also was, uh, you know, was a big journey for me. I just was so hooked on her even before I had any idea what her lyrics meant or where she was going. It was just something about, and it might've been, I mean, a lot of times with me, because my brother or sister liked them, then I liked them because they liked, you know, I mean, well, they're cool and I'm the dumb younger brother. So I'm going to just, <laughs> you know, I'm going along for the ride. But with those people specifically, it was much more than that. It was something that really resonated in me and, and really made sense to me on some level. Cause I couldn't stop listening to it. Learn. I knew it all just as it 
was smiling to me like my first love. A sudden shift to welcome peace of mind. Though the world is cruel and crazy, I must make this mad heaven mine. 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 What about the idea of being? A musician, or what? What made that idea seem attainable to you? It always strikes me as amazing when someone thinks this is what I could do for a career, given the odds against it. I don't know if I ever really thought that. To be honest, I mean, for the longest time, I I know it was music was the only thing that really made me feel real and as and a full bodied person. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I feel like a lot of times I've just kind of gone along for the for the ride, you know. And that's probably not the, a great way to put it, but I, you know, I think if you don't decide, life decides for you. You know, and uh, even in you know, I, I knew me, there was nothing like music that that I identified with. That was that was never a question. But in terms of like, can I do this for a living? That I that just kind of came to be. I mean, you know, right out of college, uh, pretty much jumped into New York Voices and um, and. Uh, you know, for the first, I mean, I was a piano player that sort of sang and, and for the first, you know, gosh, five, maybe even 10 years of being here, I was like, wow, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm singing in a vocal, you know, I, I you know, <laughs> go figure, you know, I, I, I was more surprised than anybody that, that, and, and that this group was, was doing quite well. I mean, you know, we, we were, I mean, in, in, in certain ways we were doing very well. You know, we, we weren't all buying condos in Switzerland, but I mean, we were, you know, it was a successful band. We toured a lot. We were on the road a lot. And that's, that's, I, I guess to me, a successful group, you know? Um, and I learned so much being in, I have learned so much being in the, in the group, both musically, interdynamically, you know, how to be with people, how to, you know, how to, uh, fight for what you really want and how to relinquish what is not as, you know, and give everybody the space they need. Um, but I, it took a long time to kind of go, wow, I guess I'm, I guess I'm really, I guess I'm really doing this. I, this is, this is for real now, you know? And, uh, it, but I, I think you never, you can never really rest on your laurels. You just, you're just always just kind of going, okay, now what, what's next? And how do I keep this interesting? How, what, what's, is there something new I can, be a part of is, 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 you know, is there a different kind of music I I'm interested in now, you know? So there's always, there's plenty of places to go. And that, I think that's why jazz is so interesting. You never can go, okay, I've, I think I've got it. You know, uh, you know, it's just, you just, there's always more, there's just always more. And then there's all these great people coming up now, you know, that are doing such interesting things, uh, that I'm being very inspired by them. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great kind of turnaround. You know, I, I hope, I hope, there were times when I was one of those people, you know, I don't know, but, but now I feel like, gosh, with all these great singers and great musicians coming up, you know, I, these kids, you know, <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it's really exciting. It's, I think it's a particularly exciting time for jazz right now. I really do. As much as, you know, the business is so crazy and, and, you know, perhaps more difficult than ever. I think at the same time, there's this incredibly talented, bunch of people happening right now you know uh i'll you know whether the you know people that i know or, or you know just just you hear there's some really strong music being written and performed and 
played now that that I th- I think I don't know it's it's kind of reinventing the whole art form. Yeah, it's been coming up on the show a lot that it seems like we're we're getting into this time where people are much less conscious of category. And I mean I think even this album is an example of that where mm. it's like let's just take what's good regardless of where it comes from. Totally agree. Totally agree. I think that's I think it's finally, you know, the what they used to call them, you know, the jazz police, whatever. You know, I think that whole that whole idea is has has really fallen by the wayside because you know, you, it just has to, you know, if jazz is going to evolve and, and like, you know, and there's the, there's always the ongoing question, what is jazz? What isn't jazz? You know, it's just, it's a, there's so much good stuff happening right now and, and, and inventive and creative. And to me, that's, that's what jazz is more than, you know, uh, you know, (laughs) swinging in the fifties, you know, I mean, I love when something's swinging, you know, there's nothing, Nothing better, but there's just all these other areas to walk down to. Yeah, I've uh, I've brought him up several times recently, but Danny Barnes, the he's a banjo player and singer and great uh, writer, mm-hmm. and uh, he has said that this is he thinks this is the greatest time in human history to be alive if you're an appreciator of music because you have access to everything. Yeah. immediately the whole yeah. the whole world is open to you, and everything that's ever been recorded is open to you yeah. all at once. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, hopefully, the the other side of it, the music, you know, you don't, you hate to even say the word business, but the, you know, the music business side of it will reach some new plateau as well, because that, that is what is in the Valley right now. And it, and it's just so doesn't know what it's doing and, and having such a difficult time. I mean, everybody is scratching their head. There's not a person that's like, how do we make this work now? You know, and does music become just a, an idiom that, you know, is, is basically a free, idiom now you know there's all these arguments to, to, to both sides of that um but but yes i agree i, I think it's an incredibly exciting time to to be a musician or to a, to be a music lover absolutely i wanted to go back to new york voices for a minute and you mentioned uh the things you had learned from it include included how to be with people and i wanted to ask about that what what do you think has allowed that that group to continue for for so long, it just in a, kind of in an interpersonal way. There seems must be some magic to that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I I will say, you know, we've certainly had our times where we kind of go, wow, this has been great. But is it time to 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 perhaps you know say thanks so much? You know, this has been a great ride. And then either some project or some opportunity with an artist we love, or a tour, or a recording, or just something will happen that'll go. No, it's not. It's not time yet. This thing has more to say. Um, I think we all just, and I think we've all grown up a lot. You know, uh, we're all gro- we're all adults now for sure. I mean, you know, term used loosely, <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, as much as you know, anybody can be a grown up, really, if you're a musician. But. Uh, but you know, I think we really do care a lot about each other. You know, we've we've absolutely had our good times and bad times as a as a group of people. But I think there is a you know, when it all comes down to it, there's a lot of we care, but we like each other. We we get along. We get along well. We're not all riding in different buses to to gigs, you know, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. You know, the four we, we see each other off the road. You know, when we're not on the road, you know. So it there is it is a family. It is a warped strange family it's 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 husbands and wives and brothers and sisters and parents and children all like rolled up into a big ball and and you know it's bizarre and and pretty wonderful you know uh but we i think we we've just always tried to 
to find something new, something different that we can do and get wrapped up in a new project or, or something like that. And, uh, and we, we still enjoy the art of performing live. And I think the group is best probably when it performs, you know, I think it's the most compelling live and I think people really respond to it. So it's, but yeah, it's amazing. We, 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 we look at each other and we're like, where the hell did that go? You know, it's been, it's 23 years. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I first remember seeing you guys live almost at the beginning in a, in a, uh, public television broadcast from the Jacksonville Jazz Festival. Oh my gosh, that's some of that stuff's on YouTube now. That's yeah, hysterical. A long, long time ago. It's hysterical. I yeah. mean, it, it, the clothes and the hair. Yeah, it, it's it, it is it, it's it's blackmail at its finest. <laughs> it really is, you know. And we're doing our we're doing our it's 1994, and we're doing our Anita Baker wannabe song, and we're doing our you know whatever we did a we did cotton I think we did Cottontail, and it's fast. Yeah. It's fa it looks like we're all on just copious amounts of speed <laughs> exactly you know so you know but we you know we were young and dumb and green and i think we had people going you need to do that you know uh, probably at the time and we we're like okay you know so we know better now and we're you know there is that wonder you know I, I there is that wonderful time in your life when you're kind of like i'm comfortable i'm pretty comfortable in my own skin now finally you know and i and i think and then for four people to do that together is it's great you know and it takes a while it takes everybody has their own journey everybody has their own you know but when four people finally go wow okay we're grown-ups and we're and we're and we don't have to do everything faster louder and higher and we you know and music can just be beautiful and you know it's all that stuff that comes in as you get older and that's you know when people say you know you know in pop music when you're when you're 30 you're done you know or when you're 20 you're done i don't know right. <laughs> but it's just like oh you know and i know that's pop music and i know that's a whole other just completely whole other ball of wax but you know i i think people are just so much more interesting when they're, when they're older you know and uh and have something to say and 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 i think jazz allows that you know and maybe that's why i'm kind of and I, I, I've never been a jazz with a capital J kind of person, but, but I do, I do, I love the art form so much and, uh, and it does allow you to, to continue on. On a single word I float somehow between two worlds Despite the hope of who we are Is no tomorrow to come You say that you're not sure of us You say you have to let me know and now I do this foolish dance. Can you talk about some of the other projects you're involved in these days? Oh gosh. It seems like you're incredibly busy. Just so much so many different things. You know, once again as you know, it's a it's the time to I think when once again with my parents passing, I it, you do of course you see your own mortality and you see time 
passing and and you go you know what can i what can i still say as a as a person as a as a composer as a as a singer whatever and um so i've jumped into a lot of different other projects um for example i uh did a movie score uh composed a movie score with a wonderfully talented uh who's now a good friend of mine his name's adam Waite, and uh we did the music to a documentary called no job for a woman it's about uh women war reporters in world war ii and they they were the first generation of women to really be in it and be behind the enemy lines and stuff and um and that was and so now we're we've started a kind of a production company to try to do more of that kind of stuff uh i'm writing so, so before we yeah, get any farther yeah. I mean, talk about that experience that seems like uh you you say it as if you said like i made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then i <laughs> wrote, wrote this film score and now i'm Sorry. going for a walk yeah. yes i did that and it was fun and it didn't take any time yeah, at all that was just an afternoon and i, I was mean, just what? so na- i was so naturally good at know why does everyone uh, give kudos to john williams and all these guys it's you know, so easy blah 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 <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> No, uh, no, you know, I had never done anything like it before. And I and he and Adam was a very schooled, you know, uh, film scorer. And, and, you know, and I learned so much about, oh, here's why we why we do this and how little what, what was what was interesting to me was, you know, I came in. You know, when we first got together, I came in with just like a bunch of stuff. I was just like, I'm, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready for this. And, you know, after our first meeting, he was kind of like, well, okay. Now, you see, now this piece right here, that's probably enough for about 10 cues. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry, excuse me? You know, you know, I, I, it's just like, wait a minute. I only need like those four bars out of this, you know, this suite that it is, you know. So it was all about how the it's the art of less is more, you know, and, and just taking one component of, you know, taking a cello line and making that, you know, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, my, you know, once again, one of those life changing moments, just like, wow, how incredible, you know, and how evocative just that can be with what's going on visually, you know, and you were writing a score to a film that was completed the, the visual aspects of it or no, it wasn't, it was kind of, you know, which made it a little tenuous. There were moments when, you know, we were trying to, we were kind of second guessing because we didn't have the final footage, okay. yet, so which made it a little tricky at times. But it was it was really fun, and and um, and and then we it was for kind of a chamber orchestra and piano, and so at, uh, uh, Adam conducted, and I and I played piano in the with the chamber orchestra, and it was you know just I you know I was like, could I do this every day? Yes, I certainly could. You know, so. Uh, and then uh, I'm also writing a musical with a, my friend Sherry Coons, who is a playwright in Chicago. And once again, you know, over the years, you know, people have kind of said, "Have you ever thought about you know writing musical?" I'm like, well, I certainly have respect for musical theater. I'm not a huge you know musical theater guy, but but I've I've seen a lot of shows and and, and appreciate them for what they are and and and. And it was like people from like different areas of my life that had nothing to do with each other were all kind of posing this question. So it's just like, well, you know, maybe I should, you know. And then Sherry said, would you consider, you know, jumping into this project with me? I was just like, done, of course. You know, I, I love her work. And, 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 and it just seemed like this needed to happen on some level, you know, whether it would, whatever, whatever would be the end result of it. And so we're writing a musical about kind of the life and times of, of Gustav Klimt, the painter who painted the kiss. And there's this portrait at the Neue gallery on, on the Upper East side of this woman, Adela Block Bauer. And they, they call the painting sort of the Mona Lisa of, of Austria. And, um, 
And it's just their relationship. She was the woman in the painting. It's this unbelievably incredible painting, you know, ornate and gold and, and, and it's, it's, it takes your breath away. It's, and, 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 you know, she seems sort of rather plain and, uh, you know, she's had, has these incredible eyes, but, but yet you're just like, why now, why was he so compelled to paint this woman in this fashion? And, you know, so we're, it's kind of somewhat, there's not a lot written about Klimt that people know about, but, you know, she was a patron of his, she was married and, you know, basically, is it what their what was their relationship? And and he uh, became very obsessed with her, and uh, started painting these rather pretty erotic paintings of her. And was that because he, you know, knew her in that capacity, or he really wanted to know her in that capacity? But whatever it was, he was just really driven by this woman. And so so it's about that. It's about kind of the the changing art in Vienna at the time. Things were getting. Quite a bit more provocative at that time, and there was all, all this uproar, and 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 so does the musical imagine the answers to those questions? Yeah, rather than it does it actually of, being we able asked to know the musical the, question. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, so that and once again, never written a musical before, didn't, and through Sherry Coons, the the playwright and the book writer and lyricist, I'm, you know, I'm learning so much about the mechanics of writing a show and why you need this sort of ending because it's going into this sort of a scene and, you know, underscoring, you know, just the whole thing. Once again, definitely had an appreciation of it. And I, I wasn't walking in like, what's a musical, you know, right. but, but I, but, you know, learning so much about just how things move, move dramatically and the, how the stories intertwine and all that stuff. It's just, it's fascinating. So, uh, so I've been loving, loving that. I, I, uh, yeah, there's so much going on. I uh, have started a duo with a bass player named Matt Aronoff. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. Matt, but he's actually my roommate here in, oh, no in the apartment. Yeah. Um, I have a little house up in New Hampshire, and so I kind of go back and forth between then, and, and, and we're both kind of on the road a lot, and so it kind of works out pretty well. Uh, it, we're really good, dear, dear friends now, and, and, but we started this duo a little, a, a few, well, we, we kind of toyed with it probably about a year ago and um, we started getting together and just working through stuff. And, and to be quite honest, I, I wasn't sure, you know, it's just like, well, this, this is cool. I like, I liked it. I loved working with him, but I was like, is this special enough just with this, with this combination of the two of us? And um, I, I really, it's grown into something really, really interesting and, and, and enough, you know, just with, you know, I play keys and sing and maybe do some percussion. Sometimes Matt plays bass and sings and, you know, just that, those elements, uh, provide enough information. And I think some really, really beautiful, really compelling stuff. And now we're arranging stuff specifically. It's not just like taking, you know, doing stripped down versions of my songs for my right. albums. It's we're we're arranging stuff specifically for the two of us, and and have come up with some really beautiful things. And we're recording a project right now too. So, um, so yeah. And then I'm you know then I teach at the Manhattan School of Music. I've been there for eighteen years now, and you know so that is a big time commitment that I love. Um, but it's a big time commitment to school. Another semester just finished a few days ago, and you know second semester always feels like it's you know two weeks long. Uh, uh, it, time goes by so fast now, but yeah. So all those elements, and I, you know, I, I love teaching there. I just, I'm, I'm thrilled to be teaching there. And uh, it's it's Theo Bluckman and Darman Meter and I are the voice faculty. Yeah, that's not bad. And we, you know, I think it's become a very powerful 
program. It's kind of small but mighty. There's very few voice voice majors, um, I, but I think it's really grown to be a, a, a really strong. And they got to hang. You know, the singers are having class with Liebman and Phil Markowitz, and you know they're they're they really got to hang. You know, so it's it's great and, and it's challenging and and it's and it's full bodied. I think so, and I just get so inspired by them. You know, I've I think I've said this before too. They, you know, my students will bring in. You know, I wrote this tune last night. You know, like oh, cool. Let's hear it. And you know, and you don't. You know, it's not like why did you write this? They're just like because I felt like writing this. You know, right. it wasn't like you know, <laughs> I need to write a song that fits this. You know, it, it, you know, there's just it's just completely unencumbered and and completely like oh, I well I, this is what I was feeling. You know, like wow. I remember that, you know, you do, you know, you do, you get beat up by the business side of things for so long, you lose, you know, you kind of lose your, you're like, what the hell, you know? And so I get that from them and it, and it completely helps me to kind of go, yeah, write a song, you know, it doesn't have to be for Beyonce and it doesn't have to be for, you know, it just, just write a song, you know, and, and, and write a lyric about what you're feeling that day. You know, it, it's, it's that simple and it can be that. And that's the best stuff, you know, but they come in and they'll, they'll play these, they'll do these songs. I'm just like, wow, that is just so rich and full. And, you know, you're a real person and you, and, and it's harmonically incredible and challenging and, you know, and, you know, everybody's in their own, once again, like we said before, everybody's on their own journey and, and various stages of their craft of writing music. But, you know, but you, it's just, you can't deny that there's that, there's something there, you know, so uh, it's very, it's very exciting. Tava sendo um Que o nosso lar desmoronou Meio sabiá Meio violão E uma cruel desilusão Foi tudo que ficou I have to believe that being involved in the the film scoring and working on a musical and teaching all those things that when it comes time to to writing and performing your own music to putting out there what you represent as your your own body of of work like on Mad Heaven that the effects of those things can be felt like the less is more idea from film scoring and the you know the the kind of attention to really minute detail that kind of thing that absolutely everything comes out. everything informs the other no question I mean I've even one of a song that I started performing lately that people seem to really, really like. It's just, it just couldn't be simpler. It's about a two minute long song, and it's a it's kind of a reject from the movie. It's a song that didn't make the movie and the documentary. And um, and I, I I was very I really liked the the piece. And you know and you know at first I remember going in and playing it you know for the director and going you know. Right? What do you think? Right? And and she was just like, no, you know that's not it. And I and so you know after the shock of like being told no, when you think something is kind of cool, 
well, really cool, you know, uh, you, you know, you dust yourself off and you go, all right, wow. What do you know? I, I didn't meet the, the demands of that moment in the, in the film. So can I use the song myself? Absolutely. And, and I, I wrote just a small set of lyrics with it, with a lyricist on the West coast named Cliff Goldmacher. And we, do you know Cliff? I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, very, very nice man. And we, we have a great time working together too. And, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's this little miniature of a song, but it, 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 it seems to be a, something that is absolutely resonating with people. And, and I, you know, and there are things from the movie, other things that didn't make the movie that might be considered for the musical, you know? So, I mean, even just from a very straight ahead manner in that way, like, you know, going from this area over here, but it, it but it is more just how now when I'm writing a song, I know that what I've been working on the last couple of years in, is informing that song for sure. You know, on some level, absolutely. Lately, it's been more about simplicity. My guest is Peter Eldridge. The new CD is called Mad Heaven, and I highly recommend it. And while you're buying it, you can buy all the rest of his records. And it's been uh, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks a lot for doing Thank it. Thank you, Jason. My, my pleasure, indeed. Thanks for, thanks for schlepping out to Queens. <laughs> my, my pleasure. <laughs> thanks, Peter. Thank you. from Peter Eldridge and his album Mad Heaven. I'm Jason Crane. This is The Jazz Session, sponsored by our first official sponsor, Matt Rock, and presented by AllAboutJazz.com, the web's leading source for jazz news, reviews, MP3 downloads, and more. Every episode of the show is available for free at thejazzsession.com, and you'll find it in iTunes or using an RSS reader, and all those links are at thejazzsession.com. Please do become a member. There are 16 shows left until the finale, unless you step up and become a member. If we get to 100 members by show number 300, then there'll be a number 301. It's as simple as that. Now get out there, if you would, and support live jazz whenever and wherever you can, and come back next time for another conversation about jazz on The Jazz Session.
everybody. Bye. Bye.